0: Hey, I'm Zanzi, and welcome to Farmers Inside Track, where we dive into the world of agriculture, uncovering the opportunities and challenges faced by South African farmers. I'm your host, Dornumdu, and today we'll explore the intricate journey of exporting South African agricultural products to international markets. South Africa boasts with a diverse and vibrant agricultural landscape providing a rich array of crops and produce. However, the journey from farm to international markets is a complex web of opportunities and challenges. With our expert, Alton Grieve, CEO and founder of SA Fruit Marketing, we explore these opportunities and challenges from the fertile vineyards of the Western Cape producing world-class wines to the vast fields of maize and wheat in the Free State. Elton, welcome back to Farmers Inside Track. It's always such a pleasure to have you on this platform with us, sharing your valuable information and insights into the agricultural sector with our farmers, with everyone in the agricultural value chain. Thank you so much. Welcome.
1: Thanks, Donna. Thanks for the opportunity again. And thanks to you and the Food Farms Lanzi team for allowing me to be on the platform again. Always good to be here share information, on um, engage on events in the agricultural sector and what's happening.
0: Now, you're the CEO and founder of SA Fruit Marketing. And today our focus is specifically, you know, about navigating Mzanzi's agricultural exports for new farmers stepping into the sector, commercial producers already currently at a space where they can export. And we're just trying to get some insights and information to them that they can use that's valuable to their day-to-day production and how they can expand their agribusinesses. My first question to you is, what specific agricultural products kind of holds the greatest potential for South Africa's export markets? And why are these products in high demand internationally?
1: South Africa is a major player in the fresh produce sector, especially internationally, on the export element of it. If you look at our fruit segments, especially around the citrus, home fruit, table grapes, there's quite a big demand for it worldwide. And our ability to produce and provide, ultimately export high-quality fruit has really made us a market player in that sense. We've also seen an update in the berry industry, strawberries and blueberries. As much as the industries are not having peaked as much as they have, there is a good demand for it. And it comes down to South Africa's ability to produce well and produce good quality fruit. We have seen, obviously, the challenges that are associated with the industry. But despite that, we are still seen high volumes and high demand for our fruit, especially in the citrus palm, and table grapes in the berry segments. That's been one of the key elements is actually the uptake. As much as we've seen production increase, we've been sustainable in that area.
0: Could you maybe elaborate on these hurdles or challenges faced when exporting South African agricultural goods to global markets, particularly in terms of the trade barriers and meeting international standards?
1: Yes, there are numerous challenges, both domestically and for export markets. So one of those on the domestic side has been our ability to overcome the load shedding element and then dealing with the logistics constraints. But despite that, obviously, one of the major challenges is markets entry how do we overcome the barriers not all new markets automatically accept our food there's a lot of behind the scenes negotiations that go on but if you look at the middle east asia europe markets there's a big demand for south african food and we've been able to service that despite the, the politics with the boss coddling mask issue we can still have a high demand for our food, and the hurdles at most often I like to say that they're self-made in the sense that South Africa has the habit of tripping itself over with self-made problems, electricity, port challenges, truck challenges. And those are the kind of challenges that we have. But despite that, we are doing well. We have seen this year that weather has played a role in some of the disruptions in, in the value chain, especially around the Western Cape area and the Boper area earlier, the citrus season. So there's, there's a number of challenges that we overcome and of course, what we do have is that South Africa does have a good customs authority, but it's a complicated game to get through. But for anyone going into that game, it can be done. We've seen good clearances. Obviously, one of the major hurdles that we are facing now is logistics. But also, South Africa has a very good quality control parameter, very technically advanced, and the quality standards that are processed by our authorities is good. So, uh, in getting good quality fruit out, we are able to do that. And I think our farmers, have done a, a sterling job in matching the quality and being able to produce good quality fruit.
0: What are the potential economic benefits such as you know, foreign exchange earnings and job creation that South Africa stands to gain by expanding its agricultural exports to international markets?
1: I think at this stage, South Africa is seeing good foreign investments and good returns in terms of food, but I don't think enough of it is filtering down to primary level. Most often, those foreign earnings are in the export segment, You're commercially driven export companies. So a lot of that foreign earning comes in at that level. And I still believe that we need to develop more opportunities for lower downstream economic benefits, especially from the export segment. I don't think enough of our small to medium-sized business entities, especially those that are new or black-owned, are not getting enough exposure to that foreign investment segment, and I believe a lot more needs to be done. On the job side, I believe South Africa can do more. I don't think we've done enough to create more jobs of the export segment, especially in South Africa and agriculture. I do believe that we need to create more direct jobs emanating from from that export segment. And again, I believe that South Africa needs to establish specific developmental programs for new entrants into the export market. I believe the market is dominated. I believe there are key players. And South Africa just doesn't have the ability to create the space opportunities for new entrants in the market. Many of them don't survive unless they have a network that... Don't gone as some kind of form of income for them, especially at an international level. So earnings or, or foreign or direct exports and, and earnings from that is it's a very higher level game and not much of it filters down to the smaller guys. Jobs are more created in the value addition or upstream of the value chain and not enough in the primary level. So I believe more focus needs to be given on the primary level.
0: Elton, how do we realistically bridge this gap and how can we ensure that more black producers get onto the level that you're describing if we can just get some practical examples to our listener and kind of just figure out how they can upscale and and become closer to these opportunities
1: from my perspective and experience the biggest barrier for black food produce or black entrepreneurs to enter the export market or domestic i don't think enough room has been given for black entrepreneurs or black producers to actually enter that market and Speaking to a lot of my colleagues who are in this segment, it's a very difficult game, especially agriculture. It's a dynamic game. I don't believe enough support has been given both from the private sector and government to actually look at how do we create more entrepreneurs within the export segment, especially agriculture. If you do a scan of the export environment or those that are commercially viable in terms of exports from a business perspective, you find very few black-owned businesses or entrepreneurs that are in that game. And I believe a lot more needs to be done. We need to develop specifically driven partnerships, both with governments and private sector, to develop these entrepreneurs in the value chain. And when I say value chain, it's from production to marketing to quality control, exports, regulations, new business development, and ultimately export. I don't believe enough is being done in the value chain. We've seen some statistics that have been around in the industry, but if you look at those, they are minimal and you do not see any major black owned entrepreneurial businesses that are operating in that export field or commercial field that exports at large to uh, export markets for agriculture. So I believe a type of private partnership between the industries, various industries, the private sector within the different value chains need to do more to develop entrepreneurial opportunities for people within this agricultural value chain and ultimately within the export value chain.
0: A big part of it is also just, you know, ensuring sustainability. How does South Africa ensure sustainability and maintain, you know, fair trade practices in agricultural production to kind of maintain this positive global reputation while exporting to international markets? And how do we kind of fare comparatively with other countries and producing even on the continent of Africa?
1: Fortunately, South Africa has a very good export parameter or export value chain and and associations that look into the value chain, look at the principles of operating effectively and, and within the principles of that. If you look at organizations like the Fresh Produce Export Forum, the PPECB that assists the natural guard. So you have grower organizations, commodity organizations, all ensuring or creating better platforms for more sustainable production, ethical business practices. But also if you look at the regime in order to to export your global gap, you see the, there's a fair trade, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of analysis auditing to ensure that we remain compliant. But on the export side, we are able to, maintain international standards we've seen that with all the markets we go to grand south africa in terms of the export parameters business principles we do we do set a good precedent in that and and we, we have seen it we were major competitors in europe and south america we stack up very well in that and i believe that from that perspective our sustainability will only be hampered by domestic challenges. We have the opportunity to sustain our export segments in all markets. We've seen even within Europe, or the regulations placed on the false coddling market citrus, we've still overcome it and manage to still effectively manage our export segments in terms of citrus. I, however, believe that our biggest challenge to our sustainability is our domestic inability to maintain the value chain. And when I mean the value chain, It's logistics, it's uh, erode infrastructure, electricity, domestic value chain elements that are just not being managed effectively, and I think that requires more attention in order to secure our sustainability in the long run. Yes, we might overcome certain elements in the short run, but I believe we need a more strategically driven approach to longer term sustainability at a domestic level so that it does not negatively affect our export uh, parameters or export abilities.
0: Definitely. And then just, you know, keeping your last point top of mind, you know, kind of managing these complexities of our logistics and exporting our agricultural products. What investments or improvements are currently being made in infrastructure to streamline this process? I don't think we want to rehash many of the challenges that you've just listed, but just to kind of look at it and say, okay, this is the main thing that we should maybe focus on. And this is how specifically we should be doing it, in your opinion. And if you can give us examples of what's practically happening to change it.
1: I think we're all really aware of the challenges that are there, but what is good to note is that there has been a more collaborative approach between the private sector and government, especially to deal with our road rates uh, side of things, the rail rates, and then, of course, the porch challenge. Well, it's good to see that, as much as it's a bit late, it's good to see government and the private sector Talking about it, we just obviously want to see more action on the ground. I think that from a logistics perspective, it is our biggest healing skill at this stage. But one takes uh, encouragement out of the fact that there is some movement between the private sector and government. I believe government needs to allow the private sector to come on more aggressively and assist in this regard. If you look at the, the initiatives taken in Cape Town, in the new countries that are arrived in order to give more capacity to the court. We've seen active involvement of the government there to help resolve it. I believe that from a South African perspective, we can overcome them, but we obviously need a more collaborative approach between the role players in this. And I believe that we can do it. Hopefully, we can come up with a long-term plan, not only to resolve the challenges in logistics, but also to create a sustainable and well-balanced uh, plan for the next 20, 13 years.
0: And then just looking ahead, Alton, what strategies or initiatives is South Africa considering or implementing to further boost its agricultural exports on the global stage while ensuring continued growth and sustainability?
1: Well, yes, that's quite an interesting one. Thanks, Dawn. We've seen a lot of... Uh, Interest from our African partners, I think, especially after the Africa free Trade Agreement, there's been a sharp focus on trade inter-Africa products going from South Africa, especially fresh produce. We've also seen a lot of interest from countries like Egypt, Kenya, Tanzania for trade with South Africa within the agricultural space. We've seen also a good shift in terms of focus on the export opportunities to Asia, Far East. There's great demand coming out of Asia and far, especially the Far East countries, to expand that market space. I do believe that a lot more focus needs to be given on a strategy to encourage or enhance trade interest intra Africa. I think the largest opportunities lie there. From that perspective, we obviously need to develop a more coherent approach between the private sector and government in actually addressing and actually absolutely being able to service the Africa market, which is a big opportunity. I've seen through the engagements I've had in business, a lot of African colleagues are interested in trading in South Africa, interested in both import and export opportunities. And I believe our focus has been too much on the major markets, Middle East, Europe, Asia, et cetera. And we haven't given enough attention to the Africa market, which holds major potential. So from my perspective, I've seen a lot of focus from a lot of exporters, a lot of producers to look at the Asia market and the counterbalance to Middle Eastern Europe. But I believe South Africa has the opportunities to continue sustaining those markets, but to also sustain and develop new markets, which is, is going to be a good strategy for next season between 2024.
0: And then just a final comments from your side to our producers on the ground. Any advice that you'd like to share, resources where they can find more information, connect with you and other platforms to kind of get access to all of this information to be able to grow their agribusinesses and reach these markets?
1: Yes, I believe there's a lot of initiatives out there to assist. Obviously, like I said earlier, there's not enough, but there are some of us that are trying to do information sharing. And one of those is a good platform, like the one we are now, which is from Zanzi. But I believe that more needs to be done. I've actually done some blogs. I've done web webpage. So anybody that wants to reach out to me, the new catchphrase now is new business development. Everybody's moving into that phase is how do we take a producer's mindset from production to actually developing a business value chain. And that takes a lot. And it's a lot about mentoring producers who want to actually go into the formal business space into the retail or export markets What are the key business traits or elements that you need to bring into it? People are are more than welcome to follow me on LinkedIn. They can look at my profile, follow my blog. And if there's any information, they can reach out at any time. I I like, you know, enjoy information sharing and reaching out to people, assisting them. And I think we need that more actively in South Africa to develop our our producers, but also entrepreneurs in the agricultural sector.
0: Today, we've just scratched the surface of the complex world of exporting agricultural products to international markets. Thank you so much for joining us, Alton Grieve, CEO and founder of SA Fruit Marketing. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe for more insights into the world of agriculture. And please feel free to share your thoughts and questions with us. And that's a wrap. From me, Dor Numdu, our technical producer, Megan fund of Fent, and the rest of the hashtag Team Food for Zanzi, Take care and happy farming. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.